0: I mean,
1: why did not
0: you ask for it? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh. Here. Uh to see Tatanka.
1: That was tatanka? Oh tatanka? three three four.
0: This way. This way? This way? Okay. Thank you. Alright, I didn't hear you. What's up? Sup. How you
1: doing? Good. I went to Nickel and Diner last night. So good.
0: Oh, you had not been there before? No. Okay. You
1: kicked it up.
0: Yeah, Yeah, man. Just took a bunch of buddies there? No, I just
1: took a date. Nice. Nice. How was the rehearsal?
0: It's good. Uh, We ran through the first... Oh, no. We ran through the entire thing. That's awesome. It Today the for the first time, program, that's awesome. yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll do it again tomorrow. So what? Do you,
1: how do you do the stuff that are like audience? Oh, there's like
0: there's like other crew okay. and managers there, and they just kind of play the role.
1: Nice and are they yeah. magicianies. So, no, so the. Like,
0: yeah. uh, the director's a magician, but other than Who's that, um, show? um it seems Andrew. Andrew, Andrew something. God. I can't. it. Can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you know
1: him? Well, you have to go he shows. Right? Oh, Darren's? Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't I didn't even know that. I
1: think he's like his long time
0: boy. Uh I really Can
1: see. I get something
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you get a chance to read any of that book at no. no, dude. <laughs> Not yet. I'll get to it. I, I have it on my couch. Um I have it on my couch. Because I didn't put it on my bookshelf because I wanted to I want to be the next thing that I read. I don't want to forget about it. Anyways, I'm already I'm already recording, oh. so we're good. I'm just gonna hold it just in case something happens. So then I, awesome. then I know uh, exactly cool. what to do. Uh, so I listened to a little bit of the last one, you know, before it cut off. Um, let's start with this. Actually, I think this will be a good starting point. Uh, how did you get started asking other people or someone else asked you about a pipe dream or because. Since you've asked me, I've noticed that you ask a lot of people.
1: Oh, I ask a lot. I ask almost everyone. You know, um, what I think it was Tony telling me his pipe dream. I remember being at Ace Bar a while ago, and he told me his thing with the.
0: Oh yeah, 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 the 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 frame, Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And um, I know you've worked on similar things with the plot, which is really cool, but. I just remember him telling me he was like oh I always had the idea for this trick I have no method and then like every couple of years I ask him about it he's like "No, oh, no I haven't thought about it but it's just think- interesting that he had this beautiful image of an effect. He has a few of them. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure.
0: And, and I mean, we talk about it but we never thought about it in terms of a pipe dream yeah, yeah. as like a thing. We just kind of I just thought maybe and he thought too. This would be cool. That this would be cool and maybe we assume that. Oh, yeah, this is just something that we do. Yeah. You know, we kind of dream up these things, even though there's no method.
1: I don't think that's... I think I, I... I hope. There's a lot of creators out there who do stuff like that. I mean, you just look at the magic marketplace and the flood of all these new creative ideas, and you know that people are thinking and some really cool levels and stuff, so...
0: Wait, is that... But is that how it kind of came about? It came when?
1: about hearing someone... I think hearing Tony's pipe dream. And then I wanted to see what other magicians... Uh, what what they thought of what, but you've
0: all you've always kind of kept some like you've always thought of stuff on your own too, oh
1: hundred percent I mean even when I was first getting into <clears throat> magic, I was yeah, like, oh yeah. what if I could <clears throat> levitate this right then and I think it's weird because up until a certain point they were always conditional, like I want to be able to float something without thread and they were right. always conditional to method in some yeah. regards um, but until until recently and now I'm just thinking forget method completely uh-huh. and just say what would what do I want the experience for a spectator to be um so yeah I think we were talking about this last time but uh this concept of video games right um I don't play much video games but there's something I really admire in the creation of them because the people who create video games are creating it from the perspective of the gamer yeah right so when we visualize things, we tend to put ourselves in the pilot seat. We view everything from our perspective, even our own performances. We say, where am I going to stand? Am I going to pick this up here? And then we view it from our perspective, which is cool. And, uh, but I think in a lot of ways, this like ego-based magic is because of this. I think what video game designers are really good are creating a world where, hey, that person's experience who's interacting with the game that is the main focus we want to create the experience around them so
0: right and actually uh i mean i'm not a huge gamer but i'm on reddit a lot and uh and i'm interested in games because I, i gamed a lot when i was younger but then these games would uh like say an upcoming big release and then when it's released it would hit the front page of reddit and then you would get people talking about the experience yeah uh, no Man's Sky is something that happened fer- uh, kind of recent, huge anticipation, and then when it came out, everybody was Just, saying that the experience awful. is terrible. Yeah. This is not at all what they told us. Uh, what this was going to be, and they, you know, they were they were bummed out about the experience. Yeah, which that happens for a game, that yeah. happens for a community that creates things for their, I guess, quote unquote, spectators, but you know, the gamers. Yeah are going to be playing the game their experience and when that comes out the experience of which is always uh the primary uh objective yeah right
1: yeah
0: but for magic it's a whole totally different story
1: and i think the concept of an npc is really powerful and i think that we should start viewing ourselves as like the npc the old man who gives link the sword or the quest you know because like video game designers are good at creating these characters that lead the protagonist on a journey and that's all we should be doing we should be pointing you towards your own adventure and they and it should be about their experience um yeah. another thing is we talked about this the other day was means and ends and that a lot of problems I have with most magic today is I think they're short sight well I think the big difference between really powerful magic and really uh not as powerful magic has to do with whether, what the means and ends are. So, most magic tricks, the ends are the trick itself. The ends are making the card rise to the top, right? And the right. means are a double lift or whatever. Yeah. Most magic is we, the means are the method and the ends are the effect. Or if you look at the best performers today, I would say people like Darren Brown, Derek Delgadio, Garrett Thomas, what, uh, Jared Kopf, what these people do is they, the magic is the means towards a larger end. Right. we could give the example of Darren you look at his early live stage specials and he was using magic and mentalism as a way to teach the audience not to be fooled by fake psychics or not to be fooled by faith healers and, and there's always an overarching through line through his shows that are more important than the tricks the tricks are a vehicle to show you something larger and well right
0: you leave the show with a message that you'll carry out exactly you know exactly. like it, it, it sticks with you and it's not of course you're going to be thinking about how wow, that yeah, that yeah, how do you do that? Uh but I mean, I'm I'm sure there are people who do that, but I think the, the idea of what he does uh is that the impact lasts. Uh and it's not just about how he does it. He talks about psychology, he talks about, you know, uh, uh I guess false prophets yeah. who claim mind reading and things like that. But
1: then it but then it shows like I think it's so honest and important that he's saying, hey, these are techniques we use that are deceptive in nature. Yeah. These are how people use it to con people. These are how people use right. it to uh, take advantage of grieving people yeah. and show the world, you know. Um, there's- well, but
0: he even also does, this, does a few other things because he does inductions yeah. uh, and these like uh, hypnotism type things. And when you're in the show and he tells you, uh, pre-show, he might have some VO that comes over the top and says something like an announcer, but he'll say things like "you may still have lingering feelings after the show," and even if you didn't,
1: yeah.
0: when you're in the show, you might feel feel something.
1: Oh, hundred percent. You I know, like being you may not know. Sec- in the last show, I I remember the feeling in the air. Yeah,
0: and the, but then you carry that out and you remember it's like, wow, that that feeling that's in the show, you know that i felt this thing and you're all of a sudden not always talking about the cool methods or the cool effects that happen yeah. but something else that came along with it, uh, it that the tricks i guess supports yeah yeah
1: I, was, I don't know so asking different magicians about what their pipe dreams are you find a, a surprising amount of card tricks you know, like people are just yeah. like someone's like, if I had magic powers, I'd do a haunted deck for real. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> like really? Or, like, well, or, one, you didn't dream of it probably, because pro- yeah, probably <laughs> one of the most common ones is I want to put a card down, have someone name any card, and turn it over and imagine. Right. And I'm just like, really, you can do any coincidence effect in the world, and you pick a playing card. Yeah. Right? And it's like, but it just shows how limited our mean our imagination is because of the tools we have. I, oh, you asked this earlier. Where did this come from? I think it predated all this. I think. Paul Harris, Art of Astonishment, Volume 3, the trick leaf, mm. changed how I viewed magic. Because the effect is you pick up a leaf off the ground, the spectators initial it, and you restore it back to a tree. So, we've been messing around with torn and restored cards for why? Like, for years, yeah. for why? This dude just does it with a leaf on a tree. That's way more wizard-like it's su- and shaman-like. It's, it's super a- dope. And now we're still working on playing card methods. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, that book was released decades ago and no, no you know, we're still working on the playing card. Because of method. Right? Because of method, I think it's because of lack of imagination, I, mean, I think
0: it's... But to the spectator it's all the same. You tear and store a card. Exactly. But even for us, because of the method, the perfect method is is isn't even real I feel like isn't even what it's supposed to look like. You have to fold it perfectly. Yeah. Creases. I mean there there are a couple things now that doesn't require that. But the idea is still, oh, you fold it. Because of the method, how clean can you make that look? Hundred you know? percent.
1: Well, I think another thing of why our imagination is limited has to do with practicality, and I think there's been a culture in magic that is like we praise the worker, right? We want tricks to have instant reset. We want uh, tricks yeah. to just be extremely practical for walk around. You know what I mean? And so these are the things that, as a culture, we're saying is this is great magic. If it resets, if it fits in your pocket, if you do, if it can fulfill these yeah. worker requirements then it makes good match I'm not saying that they don't have a place in the set of worker workers don't aren't good but what I'm right, saying right. is that if we want to create real miracles hey how about we do a trick that takes a month and a half to pr- prepare you know how about we do a trick yeah. that takes three days you know yeah. and you look at Like, the Jerks, there's a lot of stuff like that in there. Like, he'll do a haunted deck, but he'll wait till 5 in the morning, then you drive up a mountain and wait till the eclipse is at its perfect peak before he does the haunted deck. And they remember the entire experience of this dude just waking them up in the middle of the night, bringing them in the car, (laughs) saying, I gotta show you this. And, like, that's where the magic is. And I don't think it's necessarily replicatable in a 10-minute micro-performance at a wedding it's very well, difficult to create right. this type of reality changing experience. And it
0: isn't to say that it isn't to say that uh you shouldn't do magic like time. that or, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be a worker because, you know, whatever. But uh but the, I but I think the an interesting idea that we've generated amongst ourselves is uh we may not even be aware, aware of this, I don't think, is that we're almost saying that uh we're almost saying that we're almost catering, or sorry, we're defining great magic, uh, by how much other magicians like it. Exactly. Yeah, we we kind of we're kind of over this now, but there was this huge thing in the magic community it's like "Who can get this biggest reaction?" Because that was what was in the trailers and everything. Yeah. That's what kind of, that's what really sold a trick. Uh, now that's still that's still pretty important. You still talk about reactions. People just go, "Oh yeah, this works," and I've done been doing it for years, and that's what gets great reactions. Uh, but the the idea is still very similar. I mean, we know that we're gonna get reactions. You know, if you're if you're half decent, you put in, you put in the time and the work, you're gonna get reactions. But the idea is still still kind of lingers in 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 this predefined thing of if other magicians think this is good or if this has the cleanest Magical methods then therefore. This is a This is the best thing. There, yeah, you know, and I think that's I think that is holding us back uh, and And our idea not our ideas so the idea of having a pipe dream and kind of actually Understanding what that means right because yeah. you, you were just saying how people are like, oh my pipe dream is to do the haunted deck without anything yeah. you know, but having the idea of what that actually means uh and that kind of reminds so me oh, so go ahead
1: well no i, I agree with him continuing i i'm torn on this point of how important is methodological consideration in creating a pipe dream because you look at uh the burglars effect and incarnated number and uh paul curry's open prediction and they're both beautiful tricks and what was awesome is they're mm-hmm. created out of challenges mm-hmm. burglars effect he says i want and he, Deck of cards in full view the whole time. Someone to name a card. Someone to name a number. A spectator opens the box, deals to the card, and it matches. Right. Yeah. And he set out these clear conditions. And the reason I made it so legendary is that he didn't want to touch the cards, right? right. Before, during, and after. Yeah. To this day, I very few people have methods for his proposed solution. He says he does in his book. A lot of it is getting lucky and psych forces and stuff, but um, it's about building the conditions to. A miracle moment, but I think yeah. uh, with Paul Curry, too, it started off with a list of 10 things. He said, I want the deck of cards, it doesn't have to be mine, it and it can be borrowed, it doesn't have to be full. Right? I write down a prediction, show the audience to everybody, uh, show, show everyone the prediction. Uh, Spectator takes the cards out, deals face up, stops anytime they want, deals a card aside, deals the deck, rest of the cards face up. They don't see the prediction prediction they turn over the card and it matches perfectly it started over with a series of specific conditions of saying hey i don't want any of this other stuff to be part of the method no mark cards yeah. it has to be a bar deck it doesn't even have to be a complete deck and i think those are also interesting in creating these pipe dreams because they've created legendary effects that magicians to this day are trying to recreate my whole thing is like why did we Stop at a card trick. Why are the why are the mm-hmm. challenges yeah. that are plaguing magicians as the best tricks ever? Both card tricks, yeah, right. And it's because of, I think, back to practicality. We like the practicality of yeah. the deck of cards. How much magic can fit into these fifty-two pieces of paper? That's why we all love it. There's yeah. so much packed into it, but I don't know. I think it's about figuring out how to expand beyond that. Um, so my pipe dream that I don't even ever hope to create a method, I don't think there is a real method, would be to hand someone an envelope and say, anytime you want, it doesn't have to be now or while I'm with you, if any time in your life you need to experience a magic moment, I want you to open up this envelope. And then they go about their life, and then whenever they need to experience the magic, they open up the envelope, and on it, uh, on it is a piece of, in it is a piece of card that says 357. They look at the time, and it says 357 that would be the effect. Um, the effect is whatever. I think the, <clears throat> we what we were talking about last time is the concept of giving someone an envelope and saying when you need to feel magic open yeah. it. I think that's, that's the real cool. amazing part. Whatever right. the effect is like it's going to be secondary. Like it could be a fortune cookie like but like you want it to have some meaning or some
0: Yeah, well, I mean you, you kind of tell them uh, you almost tell them like this is something that you should open when you really feel like you're down or you want to yeah. you want to feel some magic so they're already linking that idea before that even happens by themselves yeah. uh and you, and you kind of give them like put it away like put it in your pocket uh forget about it for now like put it in your wallet the next time you open your wallet you'll be reminded yeah. of it if you if you want to take a look whatever but then now when they open that they're like oh ah uh, maybe i don't need it right now you know, and, and they 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 kind of have to be into it, and if not, it still works. Whatever, yeah. well, you know. For me, but the if thing, they get, yeah. but if they get really into it, then of they're course. like they want to save it for of that course. one time. And,
1: and for me, the real magic is not whatever the trick is or all that, but it's the idea that I'm not there during the moment. Yeah. And the fact that someone can experience an effect completely isolated, and yeah. Their reaction will be genuine because they're not reacting to show someone. It's yeah. them alone, like. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I couldn't even imagine what the feeling is. You know what I mean? It's like, I know, so that's right? Like.
0: I, I, I've told you the, the pa- my paper airplane thing, right? No. Uh, so you're in a park, uh, and, I, and this is in my write-up, but you, you're in a park, you're doing some magic. Uh, they, you have one person, and you go, hey, um, you, you have a best friend, I assume, or someone who's close to you. Uh, I have a piece of paper here. I want, I want you to write a message that's encouraging to them. You know? So they write it. Uh they write it down and it doesn't really matter if I see but I'm not gonna read it. And I go on to do some other things while they while they write this thing. Uh by the end of it, they've written it and I take it back and I fold it and I go, Where does your where's your friend live? Uh does it you know, I mean uh, so we're we're in New York. Like, oh like Toronto. I was like, you know, she's she's out there, uh she moved out there a year ago, I really miss her. I'm like, oh okay, well I, I hope this means something to her. So we're here, this direction is north-ish. Toronto is probably like northeast a little bit. Uh, and then I just kind of take the paper airplane and I just throw it. And we just kind of watch it sail. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize I could throw it that far. And then we continue, whatever. The day ends. You know, I, I finished whatever else I was doing. We, we would be ha- hanging out. We go to a bar, whatever. So then the person who wrote that letter, they go home. And when they go home, they see a paper airplane at their front steps. And they open it, and it's a letter from From their friend, from the other friend. And what happened to them happened to her in Toronto. And there were two airplanes going across. So then she also... So they're going to call up each other. They're there, and I'm not there. And they've written this thing to each other, and they've read it. That's awesome. You know? And now they're just whatever emotion that brings they're going to have a lot to talk about they're going to remember this beyond, of course it's like oh, how would that happen yeah. but what they're holding their hand they've written to each other and that means something yeah 100%. You know?
1: that's amazing that's amazing yeah yeah, I, I just love the idea of just not being there like trying to remove as much of the ego from us as yeah. possible when we perform um, and I think that's where like I guess most of my pipe dreams are leading it's less of an effect effect but more of like
0: well, in an experience. Well, yeah, like, but the
1: experience is like I want someone to be uplifted. You know what I mean? Oh it yeah, of course. Very general, you know, or yeah. I want someone. I want to ground someone. I want to like make someone less ignorant, or I want you know what I mean. That's usually where they they come from very vague, vague places, and I think that's at least for me good for creating presentations and stuff. Uh, yeah. But with effects, um, what, what was it about There's another type of group that I had it was. Escaping my mind. Oh, one thing about mind reading all mind reading effects, and I think this is pretty interesting, are a coincidence. So, if you're developing Python, like even the thing I give you an envelope, it's a, the time match is still a coincidence. Any card, any number, right. most mind reading tricks, whether it's a prediction or showing yeah. that I can influence you, yeah. it's a coincidence. I like magic more because you're actively breaking reality and you're breaking the physics of what's real and what's possible right. or with mentalism it's just a really lucky guess Yeah. and sometimes it's a luckier guess or even right. more lucky guess than a yeah. guess before but it's a bunch of just lucky guesses yeah. and but which is why on the one hand mentalism is so much more powerful because it's so much more believable
0: well it's also a lot more personal like they can relate automatically because you're both human beings yeah. you thought of something I thought of something yeah. or I thought of something that I thought you might have thought of Exactly.
1: exactly and I think the but I think the believability of it is what makes it so much easier to perform. I'm not saying mentalism is easy to perform by any means, but, like, you could see very bad magicians do a mentalism trick and kill with it. And the reason why is because it's not as insulting to the rationality of a spectator. Like, yeah, like there's almost a believable believability I mean, to be like, oh my god, this guy like influenced me, or whatever, or I... I showed my tells or whatever, and that believability lends to the strength of mentalism where the second you start saying I can make something float, people are going to be like, you're an asshole. Like, like it Unconsciously be like, you just well, stop trying to tell me that things can float because I know that it's not possible. So it, it, I'm not saying it's not doable, but like I- our job is more difficult because of this unconscious, like you're insulting my intelligence.
0: Well, there's still a way to do mentalism like an asshole. oh 100%, you know what I mean? Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I
1: just think that in terms of the type of effect, there's like a, and I don't know. Some be, I I never understood the thought that like metal bending or levitation or mentalism. I guess with the power of your mind. But for me, like, it's mm. like mentalism, like mind reading. You know what I mean? The yeah. reason Darren Brown isn't bending spoons out here you
0: know like <laughs> maybe he should
1: maybe he should not he does do magic and he has yeah, done yeah, stuff yeah. like that so it's not like he couldn't you know yeah. but um, well his
0: message is different yeah you know uh, and also but that, but that idea of like influencing other people uh, well actually, I mean, that's
1: not true Darren Brown did a full body levitation and oh, right, justified right. it within right, the context right. of a mentalism show which is awesome yeah, like, yeah, name another yeah, yeah. mentalist who could do a full person levitation and make it
0: or who would want contextually
1: well, and maybe yeah. contextually relevant within the show and him not be looked at as a magician, even at the end of it. Right. Like, they're not saying yeah. he's a magician, you know? Right. So, it's like, that's crazy difficult. Well,
0: I mean, the, th- the thing about Darren is that I remember when he first came onto the scene and people didn't know how to, de- how to describe what he did. And people would just say, he's kind of a magician, He's a psychological illusionist, yeah. but even those words were like. But nobody had that. They don't phrase even yet. really so, make any sense. Well, but so the idea of influencing people, I think, at, at least, uh, at least for. The widespread of that idea uh, didn't really take hold in mentalism until Darren came on. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think everything else beforehand was this very magical approach to it. Like I can read your mind and, you know, then you snap your fingers. I I
1: still think that there's more. I think that's, I don't think it's more entertaining. I don't think it's more effective, but I think it's ethically better. Yes. Because because the second you start telling, like the the current day mentalism is telling people a false method. Right. Where magic is, there's no method. Yeah. Right. So it's, I think it's a different. Uh, bag of worms, you know, like
0: yeah. Uh, what were you saying before about uh, comparing it to uh, comparing pipe dreams to um, to painting? Like you said something about painting yesterday,
1: uh, or not yesterday, we, two days ago. Oh yeah, so different. I think every other art form, with the exception of magic, starts with a grand vision, with uh-huh. a. End in mind, right? I want to make a painting about war. I want to make do something like about this, you know. Yeah. Magic, we're very techni- technical, technical, eh. mechanically oriented, where we're just focused on technique, right? Um, in the previous neat review, one of the opening essays talks about how there's no other art form that has as much instruction on technique as magic, right? No other art form is like this is how you hold a brush, this is how you mix colors. They just say, do it, right? Yeah. And I think there's a a lot more but creativity you, in those art fields because we
0: but they start with that vision yeah they right, start you know with the mean? vision and yeah. then
1: they have to learn their technique to yeah. get to build that vision versus but we kind of are just like we have a bunch of tools that we know how to do and practice this past 30,000 hours right I've paid my dues but our that. vision
0: is already set like card to wallet yeah card to pocket uh invisible deck like we already have that end goal set for us and we just try to make different methods
1: to get to those endpoints and i think think that's that's the major problem is we should need to stop making our endpoints tricks of themselves and make the endpoints something larger and the tricks be the means. so it's like
0: it's kind of like if you're you're talking about painting if if the outline of whatever you're painting is already on there and all you can do is is guide within you know paint within those lines the colors of which maybe even the brush that you use whatever but the guides are still there
1: you know yeah coloring in the color of the book and so right um, and it's difficult because I like on one hand there's I give a, a lot of magic like I love it so much I criticize it very very strongly and um, but I also do need to say, hey man, we have a lot against us. we're one of the only art forms that we don't. Have a director, a writer, a makeup person, a lighting person, a screen. Like you know, think about any other show. You're on Broadway. They have you have a team of people doing yeah. things for you and helping you out. Most magicians are one man shows doing it all. So like, yeah. dude, we, I, like I want to give a lot of credit. You know what I mean? Oh, that of course. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. This yeah. Tax- this is,
0: this discussion isn't to discredit. Of course, uh, of course. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, it's there's a problem with us being all cover artists. I think there's a. uh problem with that we're doing other people's material and
0: again yeah. okay sorry go ahead you're talking about paul harris
1: oh yeah so um paul harris would actually credit the people who created the tricks in the middle of the set Oh, this trick was created by a man named Frank Garcia this trick is created by a man named Doc and guess what that's so honest and amazing like you see uh, Noah's show in Tannins in New York and it's very similar it takes place in the magic shop right and what's beautiful about it is there's this unspoken agreement that is we know there are secrets behind these tricks we're in a magic shop you know (laughs) so it's just like to pretend that there's powers on the potent like things is all BS because we know because we're sitting in a magic trap so yeah. we could all that pretension aside he could do magic tricks to you and tell you about the history and say this trick is a hundred years old and originated here and like yeah. people care about that stuff and I think for so long we've been trying to separate ourselves from the history there's been so much mystery surrounding like the magician I think that like honesty always wins and like Derek oh, yeah. Derek oh, show course. he comes out on stage he goes I will not lie to you and he doesn't. Yeah, the he says I'm. I'm show.
0: Well, he says I'm honest yeah. about my dishonesty. Yeah. Like, well, no, like, I think it's
1: different. No, the honest about my dishonesty has been a thing that's been used by magicians for years. That I'm honest about my dishonesty. Like Ricky J I I think used. it Oh, I think okay, about okay. Greg Wilson. But what he I, specifically I, says is, he goes, "I will not be dishonest. I will not lie to you once." And he doesn't. And I think yeah. that's really crazy. I don't think I've seen another performer what who does that stuff is like this, that. Is it, is yes. It is, uh, yeah. Can't turn it off for yeah. right?
0: now yeah sorry no no it's fine i just uh it will fall off. okay
1: um i think jared Kopf is another person who i think achieves this by in his egg bag routine the or his entire magic set which accumulates with the egg bag is to get a spectator to not be afraid of something right so this is this joke I would love to see him do the egg bag I've never seen it yeah but it's it's like a 40 minute show and then it accumulates in the egg bag but after the egg bag they are relieved of this fear and essentially the coolest part is he's using magic tricks to just push that narrative along Mm -hmm. to make you do it yourself and get rid of this fear that's a, yeah. That's right? that's a, that's what Derek does as well. Exactly. In, so in it's show. so good because he's really the shaman guide, guiding you. you know, like like pointing you in the direction for you to do it yourself. It's not yeah. Dragging you along by the hand and taking. It's like um, something I encourage everybody watch. It's called the Clues to a Great Story. It's a TED Talk by one of the uh, creators of Pixar. And clues to a great story. Yeah, there's. And okay. something. There's a bunch of really really good gems related to magic, but probably the best one in terms of narrative is the two plus two theory. And this is something that everyone in Pixar is kind of like an unconscious thing, right? And the two plus two theory is this: everybody, right? Uh, if you, everybody wants to. Uh, sorry, let me just figure out how to phrase it. The two plus two theory is this: people like being told two plus two, but they do not like being told four. Right. You know in the movie when everything starts clicking and you're like, oh, my God, I get what is about to happen. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. People, that, yeah. That's the two plus two, three. It's the same thing when, when you're doing a trick and you've already done everything. And say you're counting down the card and they go, no way, no way. They it's build it up they, themselves. They put four there and they know it's yeah. about to happen. Yeah. And you're just proving that four, you, you know, And I think Garrett Thomas says something like that too. He's like, you want the audience members to say no that is your number one goal. You want them to saying yeah. no? Because it shows that they already know what the effect is going to be. They get it. They accepted it and they're still at this tension of trying to come to terms with the fact that this miracle is about to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think...
0: Uh,
1: I think we should, as, a, as magicians, just have more of a culture of just like forcing creativity. I remember like, I think... Jay Sankey was like awesome back in the day because he was this yeah. dude who was just creating magical popsicle sticks with anything you could think of and like half of the methods were all the same, like a twirl change and a Right. you know, you know? <laughs> and so like, yeah, as releases, they weren't necessarily great. As you know, after a whole career of it it looked like kind of like you're just doing a money thing. But if you actually look at the creativity and how it could inspire other magicians, if we could figure out a way to like formulate that creativity like have a forum or something or something's like all right the magic challenge of the month everybody has to come up with a method for this or you know even just yeah. having that amongst your friends well
0: not even a method how about let's let's cre- let's create an effect yeah right
1: yeah or yeah. or yeah yeah we have or one person posts an effect and then everybody that week has to figure out what to do or whatever yeah. I, I think all of I this i mean
0: the idea is that we're so method obsessed uh and 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 not that we shouldn't be but how do we step outside how do we, how do you get over that wall you know
1: well, we have to like, stop if, like like let, let, let's magicians.
0: let's right let's challenge each other on that end and i think that that could probably that could do something uh that maybe we're not aware of right now you know that that could lead to newer newer methods yeah. you know non existing methods uh but you got to i think you got to dream a little bit beyond this little fortress that we've built of uh, for ourselves, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, I mean, of these methods.
1: I mean, I'll tell you right yeah. now oh, another example or another experience that helped me come to this pipe dream thing is I'll tell you the two best magic tricks I've ever done in my life, right? Um, the first, mm-hmm. I was like midnight, we're at a house party, the party's leaving, me and my friend, we both go outside, we're, we're walking down the street and we're about to separate. He's about to walk one way, I'm about to walk another. He's like, peace out, man. We clap hands, Mm -hmm. and all the lights on the block go out. Like, every (laughs) light goes out. Like, literally the second our hands clap, there's, like, a mini blackout. And he bugs us, like, whoa, that's the craziest trick I've ever seen T. And then, like, we leave, and that was awesome. I mean, it's clearly a coincidence, not a magic trick. Right. But three days later, the same kid, Mm -hmm. the next time I see him, I'm leaving Tannins. I leave work. I get a call. I'm walking out of the subway station at Union Square. I get a call hey T, where you at? I go, turn around. And my friend Ruben turns around and is staring right at me and just freaks out. And this was the next time I saw him after the lights (laughs) thing off. And so to this day, he'll come up to me, he's like, those are the best managers I ever saw. And to me, I'm like, Yes, they were. And they were nothing. They were just both he, random, yeah. complete coincidences. He
0: just so ha- you just so happened to be behind him when he called me. Yeah,
1: I, I just happened to see him. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, where are you at? I'm like, turn around. Just <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> so good. That is so dope. And it sucks as this is, I'll never be able to recreate those moments, nor would I even want but, to.
0: Yeah, but you wouldn't want to. Uh, did I tell you about Tony's? No. Uh, so this is, this is the is best. Is the candle one? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, me, let me retell it for, 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 for the recording. Uh, so there's a bunch of us uh hanging out and we're at this uh at this bar that had like a back like a backyard uh area like an outside area that we can hang out at and the back uh is open like the there's no roof so it just kind of opens up to 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 the apartments around it uh and you can see the sky yes. so then they have all these christmas lights there yes. for when it gets a little darker <clears throat> And we're there, and of course, there's like, I don't know, there's like maybe like 10, 15 of us. There was a lot of us, because uh, Danny Garcia was in town uh, working for David, so there's a bunch of us hanging out with him. And of course, then Tables around us starts noticing that we have cards and coins or whatever. And they're like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys ma- magicians? Uh, we like, yeah. So then he plays that game. like, all right, which one of us wants to perform? Because yeah. they're going to ask. And yeah. of course, they ask. Tony, being, being, being the uh, resident... Uh, Honcho magician in New York. He steps up, he's like, Alright, I'll do it. Uh, which he usually does. Uh so he goes there, to perform some stuff, comes back, uh, and maybe a couple of others perform for different groups as well. And then at one point, uh we have to leave because they'd they have to close down the, the the back area. Uh it's around midnight. <clears throat> so someone comes out and it's like, hey, from the bar, like a bartender, hey everybody we're closing down the back, we to go inside. And, of course, the table. Everybody lingers. And someone, you know, asks, like, can we see one more before we go inside? And of course, somebody's like, all right, I'll show you one more. And he just does the... You know, there's a bunch of candles everywhere as well. So candles in those little glass uh, little glass cups. Kind of like a little shot glass. And
1: the tea, tea candles.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, then, so then he just does... I don't know what, what, what this trick is called. And he just picks a card. Um, you know, controls it to the top. Does a double. Uh, and then puts... The What they assume is the wrong card Takes that That's their selection now And then he puts that on top of the candle And the of course then yeah. The fire will then extinguish And then you turn the card over It has turned into their card Yeah
1: and then the smoke comes from the Right card. the
0: smoke comes from it, it looks really great uh, So then he does that But right as the candle uh, Extinguishes All of the lights In the back Goes out And there were screams People screamed, and I'm watching this from from our table, and I got I get chills. Yeah. It was like because you feel like yeah. you feel something that that's not just a card change. The card changed, but then the
1: whole room the changed. whole
0: room yeah. changed, and yeah. the tables that were watching they all screamed. Uh, that was the I mean no of course it was a complete coincidence it because isn't
1: before even shows the change. Yeah
0: exactly right. <laughs> exactly and and of course this was the lights went out because they were they were telling us to go back in, but they told us. Like ten minutes before, yeah. So when that happened, it just so happens that that was the exact moment that the bartender turned off all of the lights. the lights and stuff in the That's back. Awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. That that was that was probably yeah, the best thing, and you can't recreate it. No. You know, and Tony was like, "Yeah, everybody, we're going to sell." Ro-. And then Danny walks like, Shh, "You can't. They're gonna ask for more tricks. You can't. He's you can't top dude. this probably yeah. ever. <laughs> Don't tell anybody." Let's just go, let them linger on with this, you know, let this like sit with them,
1: yeah, um, no, that sounds amazing that actually that uh double lift thing with the candle that's actually a friend of me and Tony Spencer Peterson that's his thing, um, oh okay, oh, yeah, know. no, I, I know yeah. Spencer, yeah. yeah,, so it's super cool to candle things,,
0: uh, yeah, man, uh. But, but like, yeah,
1: I mean, it's just like sometimes that's real magic, you know, like when yeah. everything just lines up. I mean,
0: but I mean I, let that inspire you, you know, let, let yeah. these things like the I think the idea of having these pipe dreams isn't always necessarily to chase it with the method and want to do. Of course, of course, I want to do all of the pipe dreams that I'm sure okay. you do, too. Uh, but I think that's wanting to do that should be secondary when you when you have these things, they'll, then they'll inspire you to create You know, maybe you'll get close or maybe because you had this dream earlier, you kind of put in your notes and you you go over it once in a while. And it's something else would inspire you like, oh, wait, this is this part right here is an interesting idea. I can actually I have an idea for this, you know, so you can use it as a source of inspiration. And even if not, just kind of read back and get yourself re-inspired, get yourself, you know, pumped up to create more, you know, to think of these things more. It's like a a cyclical thing uh, that doesn't always necessarily have to end In method, well, it wouldn't end with method if it's cyclical, you know. But that's the but that's the idea.
1: I think also we talked about this last time, but screenplay writers, playwrights, like none of them are thinking about the practicality of the special effects going into their alien shot or the spaceship or any of that. You think George Lucas cared about how he was going to accomplish? That script? Yeah. No, he just wrote the script. right? Yeah. So I'm saying like...
0: Like they, they dream of they this dream thing. first and then
1: they create their and thing. And then they right? figure so out how to make it. You look at Derek O'Gadier, show. he did the exact same thing. He wrote the entire script, then figured out methods after. And I think yeah. we should be doing that more. And it's a lot harder work for us. So oh, it'll make our jobs way a lot harder. harder. Yeah, way harder. But I think the artistic output that will come of it will be better. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so an uh, idea that Garrett Thomas gave me for this pipe dream idea was, I think, uh, he said, I should take down as many magicians' pipe dreams as I can. And I have been. I have notes. That every person I ask, I write it down. Okay, yeah. Right. So
0: this is the thing that, yeah, this is, yeah. So I actually, uh, I didn't know what Garrett asked you this. I asked you this separately. We should put together a compilation of pipe dreams.
1: Yeah, no, 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 that's awesome. But Garrett was the second part. The second part, he says, we released that. So people could read all the pipe dreams of different magicians and all, whatnot. Oh. Then they submit to us different methods, and then we have a second volume, which is the proposed oh. solutions. Yeah, to proposed. The, yeah, right, proposed right. solutions to the, No matter how ridiculous it yeah, is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and go to the just end, a, exactly. ends of the earth, like exactly. whatever. It doesn't matter. Earth. Well, look at no, that. Would be, no, such yeah, be
0: such an interesting read.
1: Yeah. Do you remember Art of Astonishment? In the back of the books, they always had two tricks that were extremely impractical. Yes. Well, look at the Invisible Man that came out of that. Remember, one of the tricks was you instant stooge the whole audience to make one person on stage think they're invisible. Yeah, which someone thing? turned that into a full show, and it is miraculous. I mean, look when yes. Justin Willman did it on TV, I think it was really cool, but it also like really sad because then you saw people on Instagram doing it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and then you see just see people doing it everywhere, and like, but it was it's a really beautiful piece where. You're essentially creating – you and the entire audience are creating this experience for this one spectator where they become yeah. invisible. And I like,
0: wish I was that spectator. Yeah. I mean maybe not because I know this yeah. trick, but I wish somebody would do that to me no, and exactly. I didn't know. Exactly. And that I think, would be awesome.
1: Yeah, super cool.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, think, I think we should make – I mean the first volume of that would be, would be, pretty, would be pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, to do, I didn't. I didn't realize you were keeping track of others. I've been keeping track of yours. Yeah. Uh, I've been keeping track of mine. I don't real. I I don't have your habit of asking people, but I think I should start doing. Yeah, that. I just ask. Yeah. I mean,
1: most of the time they're unmemorable. Like a lot of the time, <laughs> you're gonna hear like, oh, I've never thought about that question, and that scares no, me most. That, that, that Scares me so much when I'm like, you've been in Magic thirty years and you never just come up with a pipe dream <laughs> effect that you just.
0: That happened. That baby grand. Uh, I remember when we're like we're hanging out and this was like earlier on when we yeah. first started talking about pipe dreams and we talked about it and then you're like hold on a second and you just walked over to a, a few of the other guys that were there hanging out and none of them had one and they've been doing magic for years and they're like That's and their response, was, <laughs> uh, their response was their oh, response was i i never thought about that before you know to think about that that idea specifically you know of course they've 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 created, dreamed, stuff, they've created it. but it's all within those confines. It's all uh, with. It's yeah, all within, I want to do this
1: without threat, or I want to do yeah. this without you know. It's all
0: within that painting that's already been sketched out yeah. on there for you.
1: Um, it's true. I mean, yeah, I, I think another cool thing is like trying to. Just reappropriate props. I think, like, working in a magic store, that helps me just get creative. Like, one of the best things is. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just able to say, yeah. oh, what can I, how do I use this traditional magic piece for a mentalism piece? Or how do I use this traditional or, magic, uh, magic prop in a way it's never been used before?
0: I love doing that. Yeah. I love taking, like, uh, even slights. Yeah. Like, how can I use this for something else? Because I, there are some really cool slights out there and have really great potential. But of course, they were created for a very specific, specific purpose. Yeah. So everybody uses it for that. But when you, I like to take things like, I think there's something else I could be done with this because I really like yeah. this move. So then I just wouldn't do this thing that it's supposed to do. I would just tuck it away in my notes or in the back of my brain and just kind of let it resurface. And you never know. This happens to me quite a lot when I would just have it in my notes and then I would see something else. And it doesn't have to be magic related. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, this could is, be exactly. used for that. You it know, It could yeah. be a card trick, but then it could be a card move. But the move ended up being something that's not even card related. Yeah. You know.
1: Oh, so one thing that was an inspiration for a pipe dream effect was I was at the airport and I saw a socket in the wall. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go charge my phone. And I walk up and I try sticking my charger on it, and it just stuck. It's a <laughs> sticker. Yeah. And it looked exactly like a uh, outlet, and it reminded me of this old Malini thing. Malini would apparently do gigs in people's houses, so he'd hire come, he'd be hired come to your house. He would take a hand drill, Uh drill into your wall, put a coat hanger, hang his coat, come in, do his set, make the brick appear whatever advice. And then at the end of the night, he would come take his coat and then your wall would be pristine. (laughs) And he would just walk off. So I was thinking like based on that, it would be really cool if you take a sticker of an outlet, you stick it on the wall. You take a phone charger and you start charging your phone in just some random place. Oh, way, that would be and you just so unpeel dope! Unpeel it at the end and you just go go. Well, back I feel like you've
0: told it. me this before.
1: Yeah, oh. were, uh,
0: yeah. Were, maybe maybe I, I forgot about it. Yeah, that, is a, that is a that is a super cool one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I like just thinking yeah. about But that's I not ever even it, probably not. Like I've come up with theoretical methods, like oh you have those charger packs and yeah. whatever. But I probably wouldn't even do the trick if I came up with a method. But just coming thinking of that is. So fun for me.
0: Yeah, like once you have that idea, like yeah. you get excited. Yeah. We covered a lot of stuff. Is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Come to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude, let's make dude, let's make that book thing yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, oh, and no. let's let's get Garrett involved. Yeah, that'd uh, be awesome. It'll be awesome. be awesome. I'll 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 hit him up. Too bad he hates books. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. He's not gonna exactly. write it. Yeah, and just just also, just writing it. other people's things is pretty easy, especially if no methods involved. Exactly. You just exactly. describe
1: well then I think you could get real cool with it and then it was like why not get like a author a novelist to just write this for you know what I mean how much better would it be if J.K. Rowling wrote this for Neil Gaiman you know what I mean like I don't know I think there's something really cool about that
0: a series of very fortunate pipe dreams (laughs) I don't know whatever Uh, that's awesome yeah dude alright Alex we're gonna wrap up this thing I'll see you very soon and uh, oh yeah let me know your let us know your timeline if we think of anything else we'll talk about it and record it Uh, because I see this guy all the time now all right yeah
1: yeah sounds good thanks Alex
0: yeah dude thanks Alex Uh, our shirts are off by the way I hope Hope yours is too yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs)